Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to DDP Today News. I'm your host, Kat Dupre, and I am so excited to share some Disney news with you. Today, I am joined by my good friend, original DDP Today host, Justin Suter. Justin, how are you doing? What's going on, Kat? How are you? Uh, you know, it's been a while since we had some news, but there is some good stories that have come out recently. So much stuff happened in Disney. A bit hectic here. We're getting ready for a cruise in a couple days. So guys are about to record DDP, and uh, I am in the middle of packing, actually. If you saw my, my bedroom, it looks like a bomb went off because Katie lays out every uh, dress I think she's ever owned in her life and then decides from there where she's going to uh, pack for a three-day cruise. So, I mean, come on. Maybe that's a just a woman thing, because I'm pretty sure I do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm so excited to talk some Disney news with you. So um, how about we, let's just get started. Love it. Let's do it. So first off, there was a uniform change for some Disney World cast members. The PhotoPass photographers have some bright, new, vibrant green shirts. Um, these shirts rolled out actually on the last day of our Disney World trip um, at the beginning of the month, and they really do make a difference in spotting the photographers. Um, have you seen these in person or in pictures? I've seen photos. I haven't seen them in, in pictures yet, but I mean in person yet, but I love this because especially for what I do, you know, I send a lot of people to Disney throughout the year and to be able to explain to them, hey, there's PhotoPass photographers. Um, they're positioned around the parks. Now I can say the person wearing the lime green shirts in the parks, go to them and they're going to take care of you. I think this is a fantastic way for Disney to not only represent the PhotoPass photographers, but also I love the fact that they're not only green, but they're green. Uh, they made those uh, outfits. It's it's completely uh, um, environmentally friendly with the way the outfits are made as well. Yes. No, I was really excited to hear that, too. Um, and, you know, we did get photo pass this last time. And like I said, on that last day, it was like, oh, there they are. There they are. There they are. Like so much easier to see. They don't really blend in. Um with their environment. But I will say that it does seem that the photographers that have special costumes like in Galaxy's Edge and Main Street USA are still wearing those PhotoPass costumes. That makes sense. That makes sense because, I mean, look, when you travel to Batu, I doubt that that green, lime green, is, is going to travel there as well. I mean, it's a completely different, you know, world. So it's not going to be the same as uh, as if you're walking down Main Street USA, that's for sure. But I, I, I just think this was much needed. I think it's a great um, thing. And I... I Hearing from some of the photographers, they love it. They love the new um, outfits. They say they're cooler, which in Central Florida is a big thing. I mean, I feel really yes. bad for some of those photographers in July when it's 197 degrees outside. And uh, with these, they're a little bit thinner, a little bit cooler, and I think they're going to be great all the way around. Yeah, I'm really excited about them. And like you said, for your clients, it's going to be a lot easier to spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because how many people are wearing lime green in the parks? I mean, not too many. No. I do have lime green shoes I wear. I wear mint green, so very different. 
More Katie tells me I give her a headache with them, but I'm like, hey, just get over mm-hmm. it. Stay, you know, look up, look up. Don't look down on my shoes. You'll be fine. I was yeah. going to say, if you don't like it, don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, moving on. So Tron has finally received an opening date and cast member previews have actually already begun. And then today I saw somebody posted that they are opening up the signing up for the annual pass holder previews. Um, and so we're going to finally be able to enter the grid on April 4th. Um, so I have seen cast members and some influencers already going on the ride and the reviews are mixed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The general consensus is that it is only 40 seconds long, but it is entertaining. Um, have you heard from Dave? Like what was his opinion of the ride? I have. I've talked to Dave in depth about it. Uh, I would say this. Look, I think anytime you get a major attraction added to a Disney World Park, it's a great thing. I I don't think we can downplay the fact that it makes Skyline and Fantasyland beautiful. Um, It kind of overshadows Space Mountain, which I'm not a huge fan of. But for the attraction itself, I have not personally been on it yet. I I did have a fantastic um, opportunity to go next week, but because I'm on a cruise, I'm not going to be able to be there. Uh, the great Rick Reagan reached out to me and, and was going to have me down. But um, Mike and Joe will be down there and be doing a live from Tron preview um, down there next week. So that'll be super cool. I, as far as the reception, I think it's exactly what I thought it would be. I think it's it, it, here, here's where they messed up, Kat, and I see if you see if you agree with me. They rolled out one of the most unique, unbelievable cool, amazing attractions in the history of any theme park across the world whenever they put Guardians of the Galaxy in Epcot. Then they turned around and put out Tron, which is basically um, a roller coaster with lights to it. You know, the storyline itself is not really, I don't think, built up the way that Guardians is. So it's, I think it's almost like everyone got such a high from seeing Guardians and then all of a sudden they came to Tron. Now, I think if they had put Tron out first, Tron would have gotten this massive just, you know, no, oh, I love it. Tron's fantastic. It took them seven years to build, but let's do this. Um, but I think because we saw Guardians first, it's kind of getting that response that we see. That makes sense. I also think kind of to the point where we've been anxiously anticipating this ride and then so we have high expectations for it and then it doesn't meet the high expectations we've had and so that's what brings the negative comments as well um i (laughs) when somebody said it's only 40 seconds i was like okay so it's the new mind train that's that's like exactly seconds (laughs) and here's the thing like so in april am i going to go down and pay for a lightning lane yes i am i i will that's probably going to be close to 60 dollars for my family of three but for me i at least will do it once but I can, you know, with Guardians, I'll do it multiple times. That's it's just incredible. Um, with Tron, I don't see myself making that a regular Lightning Lane purchase uh, when I'm in the parks. And, and it, you know, and I feel kind of bad for Tron in a way because I think it it had so much potential. But like you said, it's so short. Um, and also, here's the hard part: you go down the street and you have Hagrid's, which is kind of the same ride system. And it's this in-depth story that you're riding on. And I just, I don't know. I, you know, and I understand that Disney just kind of picked up from one park and put it in another park. They kind of already had it done. I felt like they broke ground like 1973. Uh, it's been so long. But I, I look, I'm excited about it. I, I'm going to hold my personal opinion until I can do it myself. But overall, I can understand where some of the, Dave put it perfectly. He, he, we were talking and he goes, uh, 
You know, it's funny. I, I've talked to a lot of my cast member friends, and when they wrote Guardians, they would then go and, and say, oh, my gosh, I wrote Guardians today in the preview. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's a good da, 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 da. He was like, none of them did that. They just said, I wrote Tron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're excited yeah. to write Tron, but there was no addition, no next paragraph, no, no next chapter uh, yeah. with the excitement added on. Nope, that makes sense. Um, but I did actually hear from one social media influencer that the accessible car is a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. Even though you're not like, it doesn't feel like you're riding a car, you're like able to see everything. And so that's what makes it, you're able to see everything in the story. I heard in the front car, you're not able, like that's cool for like, because your view is un right. unobstructed, but you don't see some of the, like the side stuff that's happening. So I don't know. I think you're right. I think everybody just needs to wait for their opinion uh, to or wait for themselves to write it to make an opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. 100%. I'm gonna try to do that. Okay. I think you can. Well, and here's the other thing too. This happens with me sometimes is I hear reviews from other people. So then my expectations are low. Yeah. And then I go and I'm like, that was actually really good. <laughs> Well, that's what I was afraid of with Guardians. My expectations were so high. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get on here and be, go, oh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, but I think, I've, I, look, I, we'll get down there, you and I. We're going to ride it. And I, I, I'm sure we're going to love it. It's great. We now have a, a, another coaster in uh, Magic Kingdom. But we'll see. Hey, we'll see if, yeah. if 40 seconds is long enough. I just don't know. <laughs> Well, so we are in February now, which in America is Black History Month. So Disney is celebrating soulfully throughout the Walt Disney World Resort. So currently at the Disney Festival of the Arts, they have a few Black Broadway performers. So it's L. Steven Taylor and Kissy Simmons, who, who were um, actors in The Lion King, and Michael James Scott from Aladdin. And we are really mad that we... <laughs> that we went down to early because we've actually seen Michael James Scott as the genie when he did the tour. Um, oh, cool. And so we're like, oh man, could have, could have gone down and seen him, but that it's still so cool. So if you're in Disney during this time, even if you're not a Broadway, um, Broadway fan, you should still take the time to go to this because um, they sing, they just sing all Disney songs. So you will be, you will be happy with it. Um, and they'll be they'll be in Epcot until February nineteenth. Um, have did you do did you go down for Festival of the Arts? I did not go down this year. Well, I was, so I was down the weekend before it started for Marathon Weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm going to miss it this year. Uh, with with us, actually, actually, I won't be back in the parks till April, which was for me almost an eternity of going three and a half months. I'm not even in the parks, but we're sneaking in a cruise and got some other fun stuff planned. Um, but I'm super excited about this. I actually. I have, uh, we do Broadway, the season pass for the off-Broadway stuff here in Charleston when it tours. And so we actually have Aladdin coming up next weekend. Um, not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend. So we'll be there to see Aladdin next Friday or whatever once we get back in town. Uh, so super excited about that. I've never seen Aladdin on, on, on stage, so I'm excited to see that. Look, I've done these before whenever they've had Broadway performers come in. It's awesome. Like, it's, you don't realize talent like that until you see it, you know, firsthand, up close. Also, the fact that it's free, if you're already in Epcot, like just plan it to be the, your day. Plan to go and enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. Um, people who know me know I'm a big Broadway person. Um, so I will wholeheartedly, even if you're, like I said, if you're not a fan of Broadway, it's a free concert to listen to mm -hmm. Disney music. You should yeah. do it. Um, so there will also be in Disney Spring, all three main stages will feature black musicians Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights. Um, they didn't really give a lot of details on that, but, um, you know, you there will be entertainment in Disney Springs 
all um, those nights. Um, in Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park at the uh, conservation station. So that's where you have to take the train. Uh, I love it. It's my one of my favorite places. So they're doing... Um, they're doing like a little seminar on how Disney's first black animator, Floyd Norman, brought favorite characters to life using real animal, real life animals as inspiration. Um, if you are a Disney history buff, um, you know how important Floyd Norman, Norman is. Um, so he actually helped animate or illustrate a book um, called The Magic Is In You. I don't know if he helped illustrate it, but there he he had like a at least part of the uh, side flap, and so he's just he's just a really cool guy. So I think that would be awesome. Um, and then they also say to be sure and take in some of fun with magic shots across property. Um, so find those lime green photo pass photographers. Um, so some of the magic shots are Princess Tiana in her um, element at Tiana's palace, selfies with Penny and her friends from the Proud family, and you can pose with Dorothea Williams from the um, movie Soul. She has like a saxophone, so you can be sassy and sing or act like you're playing the piano or something. Very cool. I'm going to jump in because I want to talk Floyd Norman for a second. Oh, yeah. If you are not following Floyd Norman on Facebook, he every single day almost posts a original painting or drawing that he does from a Disney animated film. He, He does one every single morning almost. And he puts them online, and they are absolutely incredible. I mean, they are just absolutely stunning. And he, a lot of them, it's kind of funny, because some of the ones he does are not even from animation. He will be ones of Walt. Like, Walt walking into the animation studio in 2023, and him, like, seeing what's happening and getting angry. And he'll, like, it's really, really cool. Um, I'm going to reach out to, to Mr. Norman and see if maybe I can get him on a show coming up sometime soon and chat with him, because he is very, very active in the Disney community still. And it would be amazing to uh, to be able to chat with him. I mean, he, you want to talk about an icon of the Disney company. I mean, he he is a pioneer. He is an unbelievable artist, an unbelievable storyteller. And if you get a chance, read about Floyd Norman, uh, study him, and go on Facebook, follow him. And some of those, I mean, some of the stuff he posts is just, it's legit firsthand stories of working alongside some of the greatest animators in history and uh and some amazing artwork that he does every day i love it and i love that they are taking him and putting him on a pedestal this month uh over animal kingdom so if you're there go out take the train to the conservation station go out do that uh, art class that's out there you like pet a pig while you're there have some fun uh it's fantastic love fluid norman yeah, I did not know that he um, was active on Facebook, so I will definitely be um, following him after yeah. uh, getting so off here with you. This was today's that he did today. Oh my gosh, I w- I have been thinking about Robin Hood recently. I don't know yeah. if you watched any Super Bowl commercials yesterday, but um, there's an Amazon Prime commercial that uses uh, "Love" from Robin, Hood, the song "Love" from Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. I now I, I watched some of them, but we were with other people too, so it was kind of hard to see. I'm gonna show you one more. Of course, as a podcast, and I'm doing all video stuff. This is the one he did of Bob Chapik um, after Bob left. It's, it says, "We only made a gazillion dollars last year, you pathetic losers." That's what it says, and it has hold on Chapik kind of oh screaming at the yeah. So you get stuff like that from <laughs> Floyd Norman. It's uh he's quite unique on Facebook. He's great. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
So going back, there are a couple of food items to try. Um, my favorite highlight that if I was down there to try would be the Mardi Gras shake, or Tiana's mm-hmm. Mardi Gras shake featuring a cinnamon vanilla milkshake topped with a Mardi Gras king cake donut. And that is served um, at Disney, at Hollywood Scoops and Hollywood Studios. So, but there were a lot of other ones. If you go to the Disney Foodie Guide blog, um, they'll have the whole list of items you can try. And there's a lot of stuff. Lots of stuff. There is. There is. Um, and not just all desserts. There's like dinner items, snack items. So if you're down there, definitely take Drinks. a look at There's it. There's all kinds of stuff in here. Yeah. You know, Disney takes their food seriously. And as they should, it's the best part of Disney. Very true. Um, okay, so kind of going along with Black History Month, um, they have released uh, um, Splash Mountain closed down um, in January, and Disney has wasted no time in putting up construction walls and starting the changeover to Tiano's Bayou Adventure. So earlier this month, they revealed more of the storyline and what we will be following. So do you want to hear some of the storyline, or do you want to keep it a surprise? Let's roll, because I have opinions. All right. Okay, so... Um, I'm just going to read pretty much directly what Disney put out so that I don't mess anything up. Um, So Tiana has grown her business from her restaurant to an employee-owned cooperative, Tiana's Foods. With the help of her mother, Eudora, Naveen, Louie, and fellow owners of the cooperative, Tiana revived the old salt mine in the surrounding land, growing a wide array of vegetables, herbs, and spices for her recipes. Tiana wants to give a big thanks to her family and friends and the entire community for all the support they've given her by throwing an amazing party during Mardi Gras season. When it turns out there's been a bit of a mix-up with the party preparations, Tiana invites us to meet her at Tiana's Foods to help with the missing ingredient for the party. So when we arrive, we may see that Tiana spruced up the company's facilities with vibrant art from local artists. Food for the party is being prepared and beignets are being loaded into crates for the celebration. All kinds of preparations are underway for the journey into the bayou with Tiana, along with new and familiar friends from the animated film. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> now, look, okay. I want to, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with the, with the transition over. I know a lot of people are kind of, you know, they, they're a little sad about it. I'm good with it. Walt never wanted this to be a stagnant place of, you know, want something new. And I'm excited that Tiana's getting uh, her own attraction. It's the story that I'm, I'm having a hard time with. So the great part about Splash Mountain is that it's a journey through um, trials and tribulations as well as happiness and all that. Like, you know, you see that as it goes. This sounds more like you're just kind of going through and it's going to be very visual, which I'm sure it'll be beautiful. Very, very fun. But I'm wondering if there will be, because that's the great thing about Princess of the Frog. Like, she goes through those. It, it's every Disney animated movie. It is the trials, the tribulations of you know, being a young adult, like the stuff that you go through, you know, uh, trying trying to get into adulthood and, and stuff like that. And I just don't know if it's going to have it there. And that kind of scares me a little bit. I don't. It, here's what it sounds like, Kat. OK, we we both have kids. You still have young kids. So we're, just picture Mickey Mouse Playhouse. Right. And old toodles, you know, toodles. OK, yeah. old toodles. That's what I figure this is like. Like she's like, help us find the missing ingredient. Oh, toodles. Is it over there? Is it behind the tree? Huh? Is it behind the bush? And it's like, it's behind the bush over there. You know, it's like, like what What are we getting here? I'm just not sure. I hope there's a little bit of an um, adversarial moment at some point in this attraction uh, that makes you, you know, like this whole thing with jumping into the briar patch and going down, you know, the mountain is uh, the Yagawa Splash Mountain. I hope it's there. I hope it's not just geared towards... I hope we're not getting uh, uh, Navi River 
with the, with the fall at the end. Does that make sense? Yes, I do understand that. Yeah. So here's my thing. I am excited that it's not just, it's a continuation of Tiana's story. It's not mm -hmm. just a, um, oh, like a dark ride that is retelling her story. We have that with The Little Mermaid. We have that yeah. with Winnie the Pooh. Um, we have that with Peter Pan. So I'm glad that there is a continuation of the story. I didn't think about it being like, oh, look over there. Is is the salt and pepper over there? Where's, I know it's not salt and pepper. Where's the but... brown sugar? I don't yeah. know. Is it over there? It's like, come on. Like, come on. Everyone yeah. point and say it, you know, as it lights <laughs> up at the same time. It's over there. We did it. Yay. Yeah. We saved I am it, curious you know, of the what they're going to. Yeah, I am curious about what they're going to do because you're right. There needs to be some sort of problem. Like, why are we going up? Why are we going up and then down the hill? Like, we went down the hill during Splash Mountain right. because that's how we got away from Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear. Why are we going to go down the hill for this one? So, you got a point. Also, are we not getting Dr. Facilier, one of the greatest villains of all time? I love him. Well, but it's a continuation. I so know, that's my point, though. He's dead. Or I he, know. he got he got taken to the other side, I should Shadow say. Shadow Man, come on. Like I know. It would be cool. I mean, he comes back for the Hocus Pocus villain spooktacular. Yeah. I'm sure they could figure we'll out see. a way. We'll yeah. see. Well, you know, they'll keep releasing news. They um Disney Parks blog did say to, you know, just keep your eyes and ears peeled for the little tidbits that they'll release along the way. Um hopefully Tiana's Bayou Adventure stays on track and will open in 2024, but we shall see. It is in Magic Kingdom, and that place seems to be cursed. <laughs> it really is. I mean, can't, you want to talk about Kingdom Keepers. You know, the first, first Kingdom Keepers book starts in Magic Kingdom, and it is cursed, and I think it's just never gone away. That place is like, yeah. it'll be a two-year build. Let's say eight. It'll be eight years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, so some exciting um, news came this week from the Disney Animation and Pixar Studios. So we are getting three new sequels. Frozen, Zootopia, and T Toy Story are in the lineup to get stories. Um, Justin, how do you feel? Are you excited about this? I have some opinions on it, and I know like some people will not be surprised by my opinions. Let me go one by one. I'm going to go from least excited to most excited. Okay. Okay. Least excited, Toy Story 5. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's that horse has been beaten and put to pasture. Like it's over. Um, Toy Story Four had some emotional moments in. It. I don't think you can recreate. I, I mean, even that was a little bit of a stretch. They gave you Forky, which is he's sitting behind me back there. I love that character. It's a fun character. I just don't think that's that's the way to go. Is to continue down that road. Um, Toy Story th or uh, uh, Frozen Three at number two. I I think it deserves a third close it up but make it that make this the last one like let's let's seal the deal this is it this is the final chapter for the frozen franchise um that's fine i am super excited about zootopia too i am ridiculously excited i think zootopia is one of the most underrated films um in the last 20 years it is fun it is a like character driven to a point that there are so many characters that you can build off of that this has the opportunity to be a series on Disney Plus. You could do, I mean, you can do a lot with this. Not only that, now Zootopia is getting a ton of work in the parks. Um, you are seeing expansions in the other parks with Zootopia. I I love this, and I think that Disney is is nailing this. Let me give a huge round of applause to Bob Iger because even though I don't think you know going Toy Story Five is a fantastic uh, thing for for us, 
He knows what it is. It's a money grab. I mean, people are going to go see this. It's good. They're going to make money. He knows Disney Animation needs help right now. The parks are kind of still keeping everybody afloat. He knows Disney Plus needs help right now. And, I mean, the quarterly numbers come out. Disney Plus is just getting just shellacked, just getting kicked up and down the road. Um, and he knows that he can go to their tried and true, their trusted, go in, bring back these characters people love, and they're going to make money. And they'll be able to put it on Disney Plus, and they are going to absolutely crush it. Is it needed? No. But is it needed? Probably. I mean, to be honest, money-wise, it is. Yeah. So I am kind of in the um, same tier as you. With Like, when I heard Toy Story 5, I was like, why? How? Yeah. Like, Woody mm -hmm. left. Buzz went with Bonnie, and they, they left. Like, they were on vacation. So... I was I was kind of annoyed by it um, to to be honest. I also hated Toy Story four because of the ending. Um, yeah. So because to me Toy Story was always about the Woody and Buzz friendship, not the not the Woody and Bo Peep relationship. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're gonna fix that. I don't know. Um, and then same with Frozen. That's kind of life though, Cat. Yeah. I mean, you gotta think like you grow up with your friends. And then you find a relationship, typically, you know what I mean? Like, not that everybody, but, and yeah. then you kind of, you, not that you distance yourself from your friends, but you don't talk to them as often. You don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, but these are toys. <laughs> They're not <laughs> like real people. <laughs> don't ruin this for me, cat. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> I mean, yes, you got a point. It's fine. Um, Frozen, I'm excited. I really do enjoy the Frozen franchise, um, mm -hmm. but... You're right, Zootopia. They, it might not follow. I'm sure it will, but it might not follow Judy and, um, oh my gosh, the fox. Yeah, the fox. I don't Jason know the fox's name. What's the fox's name? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, it, I think that has potential to be really good. And just put this in the back of your mind. Remember, um, at the 23 Blue Sky Dreaming, they talked about Zootopia and Animal Kingdom. Um, yep. so maybe, maybe that really was something so that, that's, that might be coming to Animal Kingdom. So they're, they're putting the movie out there so that there will be anticipation for if it comes to the parks as well. Can I give you the perfect space too? Yeah. Dinosaur Land is Duh. dead. It is mm -hmm. extinct. I mean, there is nothing over there. Dinosaurs outdated. It needs a complete overhaul. You have an existing attraction. You can do a Zootopia dark ride using that attraction. You can mm -hmm. build a brand new Zootopia over there. There, I, I was in that area, and so were you just recently, I'm sure. It is extinct. No, we haven't been there, to Animal Kingdom with go. the kids. I'm telling no. you, it's 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 just open ground. You can walk through. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah, no, I believe that. Yeah, we haven't been to... We went to Animal Kingdom for our adult trip, but we haven't been with the um, with kids since 2020. So mm. that tells you that tells you something. Yeah. Sophia's just short, so she can't ride anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um. So you know, we'll see. A lot of times, I am proven wrong when I'm when I'm uh, hesitant on movies. Um, that's most of the time the live action remakes of the movies, but we'll see. So, I'm excited. I, I do enjoy the movies. Sophia will be really excited about Frozen 3. So, we'll... I, li I like movies. I'm excited for Bobby um, Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez and see what music they create. <laughs> so, we are recording on February 13th. Tomorrow, 
uh, it's Valentine's Day. So how about some fun facts about our, about the ride, um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, since they yeah, are taking a it. couple's picnic. Yeah. Okay. So there are some Easter eggs that you might have missed while riding, um, while riding it. So, um, let's, let's go over some of those Easter eggs. So there is a directional sign and the, in the first and last scenes, and each one have an arrow pointing to Yensid Valley. Do you know what Yensid is? I have no idea. So this is a special reference to the sorcerer's name in Fantasia from the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and it's also the name Disney spelled backwards. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, so then we also have 1928 appears overhead as you leave the first scene, and that refer- refers to the year Mickey Mouse was born. But you'll mm-hmm. also see 1901 in the sewers, which is a reference to Walt Disney's birth year. And the address to the flower shop in the busy city street scene is 1401, which I did not know this, is the street number of Walt Disney Imagineering's headquarters in Glendale, California. Did you know any of those dates? I did know those dates. Yeah, those that now you're up. Now you're going down my alley. I can I can do some Disney history. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So this one is a fun one. As you go through the water treatment plant, there is a fountain that says Iworks Waterworks. Do you know who Iworks is? Oh, Iworks. Love him. Yes. Um, He is actually the animator who is credited with sketching Mickey Mouse for the first time. Um, And he the family history is still in the Disney parks because his great granddaughter leslie um works for the disney imagineers and she mm-hmm. actually wrote the um the the book version of the imagineering story yeah Ub, Ub iWorks is an interesting story if you've never studied them uh go right now and look him up read a little bit about him and the influence that he had on the disney company he is really second to none uh, outside of walt and roy and uh kind of a ch- kind of a checkered history with disney as well as he ended up leaving disney to go over to some other animation studios. Uh, so interesting. Go check them out. Uh, Byworks. Yeah. So I have two more. So this one is in the carnival, carnival scene. There's a poster advertising an attraction called The Great Moving Ride, which mm. is an homage to the building's former inhabitant, The Great Movie Ride. And this one I I absolutely love, and I have to listen for it next time because I, I did not know this. So listen for the sound of Goofy's locomotive whistle. The exact same tritone whistle was originally used in Mickey Mouse's debut cartoon, Steamboat Willie, in 1928. Did you super know cool. that one? Super cool. Super, super cool. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I, any type of, Anytime they can throw back. So one thing I love about Disney Imagineering is that they they don't let the little things go. I mean, even... Going back to Splash Mountain, you know, when the he would the was he like a um groundhog would come down and he'd go, Go FSU. Um and because one of the Imagineers was a Florida State University graduate. That's hilarious. And uh, that was there for years and years and years and years. And uh, I love the fact that there's these little kind of tidbits in each uh each and or each um attraction that we can find out and learn and you know, Dave's always a wealth of knowledge with that stuff as well. He's always throwing something at me that, you know, I haven't figured out. Uh, he called me today randomly, and he just answered the phone, whispering all the lines from the room in Tower of Terror where the video plays. And I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? You're so weird, you know." <laughs> so anyway, uh, constantly getting stuff like that from the park. So it's always cool to hear these things. That's something fun whenever you're on there to you know talk to your family about these little these little uh, kind of knickknacks throughout the parks that you can learn about and make your trip just a little bit more enjoyable. Yes, I always liked being that annoying person who was like, did you know? Did you know? 
and pointing out all, all the cool stuff. I should make a shirt for you that says, did you know, ask me. And on yes. the back, ask me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin, I have really enjoyed um, talking Disney news with you this week. Uh, I, I love talking Disney news, something that I'm passionate about. Uh, and I can't wait to see what the year of 2023 news brings for the Disney company. Uh, it's a cat. Awesome job. It was so much fun to be here. I love chatting about Disney news and uh, I haven't been on with you in quite a while. So I'm excited to get on with you tonight. And uh, the guys are over recording DDP and uh, they've they've are actually talking Disney villains. We we're talking Dr. Facilier. So they're chatting about some Disney villains. This show will come out before that show. So just a little look into what's coming up with episode 282 over there. Uh, kind of a fun little topic on that side. Awesome. Well, Justin, I hope you have a great trip. Thank you so much. uh, And we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Kat. Always fun. This has been YDF Media Productions.